0: All righty folks, top of the morning, hope you're doing well. Today is uh, Thursday, February 17th, the year is 2022, and I welcome you to the program. This is going to be number 114. 114, if you can believe it or not, um, 114, holy smokes, um, yeah, so, hope you're doing well, staying warm, very cold outside right now, um, still mourning the loss of the bills, uh, still they have a small penis. Still got it all. Still got my mind on the cheddar, though. Mind on the cheddar. Um, let's get into some local uh, local news as we do, and then we'll get into um, uh, some shit that pissed me off. <laughs> Just about shit that pissed me off in daily life, and maybe it pisses you off, too. And maybe we will... Uh, we will share a moment. But first of all, beverage of choice, of course, my rapey uh, LaCroix, as Mike says. And today, a new, new jack on the block, a passion fruit. Um, great colorway of this beverage, LaCroix passion fruit, and taste is superb. So one of these days, LaCroix will notice me and make me an ambassador, but till then, I will be shooting heroin in the back of my... Buick LeSabre. I don't have the LaCroix uh, corporate sponsorship yet, but at least I have drugs and alcohol. All right, onward to the show. Um, Let's start off with something mildly interesting, (laughs) and then we're going to go to something even more Uh, mild, mildly, mildly interesting. Just uh, kidding, or maybe, no, I'm probably not kidding, but, you know, I like some mundane news, just things that are going on in the city. Um, You know, you gotta get what you can take, because anything that isn't mundane is just somebody's fucking grandfather being murdered because he was crossing the fucking street at the wrong time. And this show is not a Debbie Down. Debbie Downer, Debbie Down Syndrome, this is not a Downer show, this is an upper, this is an amphetamine of a podcast, and I welcome you, Um, had a little bit of a payday bar, so maybe that's why I'm just jacked on, jacked on life right now, I'm just jacked, but yeah, so first article we're gonna dive into, dig into, dig our heels into, um, Says from the uh, WKBW Buffalo, and they have an advertisement here on the page before it. Um, before I get into the article, but there's an advertisement, and it is of a place that I've spoke about on this podcast. It says it's Rustic Buffalo. It's the that one fucking artisan market that um, is in that barn that I was telling you about in uh, Wheatfield says rustic buffalo. I thought it said autistic (laughs) buffalo. I thought it said autistic buffalo at first. But anyways, that just is a little silly. And now we're going to get into the article, actually. Like I said, I would. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So back on the topic of Bitcoin uh, in the Cataract City. Uh, Not completely sold on the idea of it, or really give a fuck about it. But it is something that is, you know, current events, things that are happening in the world that are kind of up to date, you know, um, topics of discussion and things that, you know, are kind of futuristic and, um, you know, not living in the past here in the old Cataract City. We are looking towards the future with Bitcoin mining. Uh, happening here in our beautiful, beautiful city. Uh, okay, inside a Bitcoin uh, inside a Bitcoin mining facility in Niagara Falls. Similar article to the one I read on the podcast a couple weeks ago, but it is different and uh, more current. I will reassure you that. Seven News takes you to the Block Fusion cryptocurrency mining facility on Frontier Ave, one of three facilities operating in the Cataract City. So we have three Bitcoin mining facilities here in Niagara Falls now. Amazing. Uh, and if you don't know, Bitcoin or Frontier Avenue is if you're going down Buffalo Avenue and. There is 56th Street that crosses, or is like a through street to um, Niagara Falls Boulevard right near the 56th Street Bridge. It takes you downtown. Frontier Avenue is an offshoot of uh, 56th Street. So it's kind of in that industrial hellscape kind of area of Buffalo Avenue where I feel like just a lot of inbred kind of people live. So that's just, just, um, yeah, Frontier Avenue. So go take a drive by and... Yeah, everything there, the houses are, like, the roofs are, like, caving in and shit like that. But these people are mining, a uh, Bitcoin over there while the people slowly die in their houses. But this, uh, article is by, um, Ryan Arbogast. Um, it posted on January 25th, 2022. So, shout out to Mr. Ryan Arbogast for writing this beautiful article that's giving me something to talk about. Keeping me, uh keeping me on the payroll. Niagara Falls, New York. There are three cryptocurrency facilities now operational in Niagara Falls. And 7 News took an exclusive look into one of them, Block Fusion, which mines Bitcoin. And I, mind you, I still don't know what the fuck mining a Bitcoin means. And I and I, frankly, I don't really give a fuck. But it's kind of just interesting that they're doing it here once again. Our company has more than 10,000 miners and more than uh, 50 MW of clean power that is constantly running to mine cryptocurrency. Uh, Now, 50 MW, I would assume, is megawatts. I don't know. Clean power that is constantly running to mine cryptocurrency, said Alex Martini. Sounds like a stage name. The chief executive officer of Block Fusion. The New York-based company made its way to Western New York for one reason, and one reason only, Niagara Falls. Alrighty, onward. We came to Niagara Falls to harness the power of the falls. It is one of the most powerful natural landmarks when it comes to hydropower. And our company, different from all the rest, Uses as much renewable energy as possible. I'm pr- they're probably all just saying this just to get the just to get the green thumb. We're at about ninety percent at this point, said Martini. 90 percent uh, renewable power, I would assume. Block Fusion tells Seven News they want to embrace Western New York and shape the company with our community. Yeah, our beautiful community of. Uh, severe unemployment um, crime murder no <laughs> heroin opiates <laughs> that's that's what it'll be opiate an opiate mining facility We are here to work with Western New York uh, bring in jobs industry capital and immerse ourselves in your community. <sighs> Yeah, let's take all these people, all these uh, truck drivers that got laid off, and all them that just, you know, I don't know. Fuck it. Let's keep going with this article. The company has already hired about 60 plus Western New Yorkers and is actively looking for more talent, specifically graduating college students. Block Fusion, <laughs> Block Fusion will become Western, will become Western New York. Let's work together," said Martini. However, citizens have raised concern about the volatility of cryptocurrency mining facilities. The Niagara Falls City Council tells 7 News that at least 20 complaints have been filed against the extreme noise the facilities make. Specifically, the U.S. Bitcoin facility found on Buffalo Avenue in Niagara Falls. So this is a separate uh, bitcoining facility, That the one that's on Buffalo Avenue. This one is on Frontier Avenue like stated or like we stated before we don't believe those accusations apply to us as we are not in a residential area we will continue to work with local government and local ordinances due to the noise issue Niagara Falls mayor Robert Steino issued a 180 day moratorium on new cryptocurrency development and facilities in Niagara Falls In a statement to 7 News, the mayor said, upon recommendation of my administration, the council passed a 180-day moratorium on the consideration and or issuance of all permits and or approvals relative to commercial data centers, which includes cryptocurrency mining. While welcoming new businesses into our community, it is important that we balance... That with the best interests of our city residents, the moratorium is providing the city an opportunity to develop a detailed plan as to location and requirements for commercial data centers dash data mining, which will ultimately become a part of the city's zoning ordinance. The moratorium remains in effect until June 15th, 2022. Well, geez, that is quite the long time. But yeah, Mayor Rostino, if they told you to jump off, if your administration told you to fucking jump off a bridge, would you do it? Um, but yeah, so that is that article, once again, by Ryan Arbogast. Um, inside, yeah, inside a Bitcoin mining facility in Niagara Falls. So that's a good one. That's was a um, kind of uh, piggybacking off of the first episode or a couple episodes where I was talking about the bitcoining operation on Buffalo Avenue there are uh, so there's three in the city um, not just Frontier Avenue and Buffalo Avenue ones there's a third one and I am not too sure where that one is located I think it might be located near the high school somewhere um but yeah so that's cool um yeah, I don't really, I don't uh, have nothing invested into Bitcoin. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, maybe you don't give a fuck. Um, but yeah, let's start getting all these 50-year-old, 60-year-old trailer park drug addicts and put them in the, the Bitcoin mining facility and have them integrate and get them a job. Sounds like a perfect plan to me. All right. Let's move on to another article, and then, and then we're going to get into uh, just some uh, some uh, shit that happened that is silly. Um, so this one is about someone from the area, local, who's out doing uh, cool things. Not. I wouldn't say amazing or incredible things, but just, you know, cool, cool stuff. Uh, From LaSalle to Alfred State, this is by Joe Genko, the article, at the Niagara Gazette. Alfred State College has a new president with uh, Niagara Falls roots. Alfred State, uh, as we know, um, college in kind of southern... I was going to say Southern Western New York, but kind of at the southern point, kind of near near the Pennsylvania border. Alfred State College, Doctor Stephen A. Morrow graduated as LaSalle's Vale of Victorian in 1994 and married his high school sweetheart, uh, Melissa Morrow. Well, isn't that lovely? Our uh, our Vale of Victorian. I'm pretty sure I saw him on Buffalo Avenue uh, smoking some darts, smoking some drunk darts. Um, couple months ago so that's where our Victorian's at he's not fucking leading a cultural institution but i digress Morrow will begin his new job on march 28 currently he's the vice president of strategy and campus operations at gannon university and has served as an adjunct biology professor academic excellence is a lifetime habit for Morrow. There was a part of me that always wanted to strive to do well in school. I grew up in a working-class family with a strong work ethic, Morrow said. For me, that translated into classroom performance. For others, it translates into... I don't know. I don't know what it translates to. Fill in if you have a joke there. The Morrow's have two sons. Who gives a fuck about them? Um... I've been all over the world, and I have found the people in Niagara Falls to be some of the finest. They are good-natured, hardworking and incredibly giving. Laugh break. Morrow said, "This surrounding gives you an... Ed- excuse me, this surrounding gives you an education in humanity. When you can combine those, these life lessons with an education in the classroom, great things in life await you. When he's not busy with academia, the new ASC president loves running long distance. Um, Okay, Uh, let's see here. I started running with my father-in-law, also from Niagara Falls. When I was in college, Morrow said my college roommate, another Niagara Falls native, was also a runner. My passion for exercise evolved from there. His passion for the outdoors came from summer camping... While he was growing up, that love grew to include science in biology class. Many who went to high school in Niagara Falls may remember Anthony Quarantillo. Morrow said, he was my favorite. He taught biology with such vigor, he was the reason I became a scientist. So So if you're a scientist, then why are you becoming the president of a college? Mara was also author of a book, Flooded, Drugs, Bugs, and Our New Water Crisis, which came out in 2019 and focuses on concerns over prescription medication, antibiotic microbial bugs, personal care products, microplastics, and chemicals of concern in drinking water. Sounds like a Niagara Falls love story. At Gannon, Morrow previously served as Dean of Health Professions and Sciences, Interim Provost, and Vice President of Academic Administration. As an administrator, he contributed to establishing additional campuses, independent online programming, improving and improving retention. Well, online programming and improving retention are polar opposites and definitely... Nobody is benefiting from online uh, schooling, so that is not going to improve retention. That's just my take. And uh, participate. He also participated in fundraising and helped the university generate alternate revenue through measures including the establishment of COVID nineteen Surve- uh, surveillance lab. Morrow is a graduate of the State University of New York at Buffalo, where he earned bachelor's and master's degrees in biology. He was awarded a National Institutes of Health Ruth Kirkstein Postdoctoral Fellowship, postdoctoral fellowship 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 to further his education at Cornell University. From 2005 to 2013, Morrow was on faculty. At Mercyhurst University in Erie, PA. So that's very interesting. So he was in, he was in Pennsylvania, and slowly inching his way back to the Cataract City of uh, Niagara Falls, New York. Was in PA. Then he moved up a little bit to uh, Southern New York to Alfred. So that's kind of cool. But like I said, a little bit on the mundane side. But, you know, nobody died. It's a good little article. He's doing cool stuff. And he's from here, so that's interesting. But, all right. So, oh yeah, I forgot. Today's um, holidays are uh, my way day. Um, I'm not too sure what that is. Maybe it's kind of Frank Sinatra related. I did it my way, that's a great song, um, just love, I've been, I've been bumping Frank Sinatra lately, fucking, to be honest, um, the fucking New York, New York song, it's a great one, uh, Nancy with a laughing face, that's a fucking great song, um, That's Life is a great song, um, yeah, he had a fucking really long career, long, cool career, um, yeah, he was. I think he's from New Jersey originally, was a young buck, and then he pretty much withered away, got into some opiates, and then he died. So that's cool. Or maybe I'm thinking of Elvis with the opiates. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Sorry, Frank Sinatra, if I'm smearing your legacy. Also, somebody said, right, I heard this somewhere, I'm pretty sure this is not true. So what I'm about to say is not true that uh, Frank Sinatra, he owned a house on the um, Niagara Falls Country Club, the one that's in Lewiston. I think he owned one of one of the houses that's on the Country Club there. And I'm pretty sure that is not true, but it, I've seen the house, and it's a very nice house. It would be kind of modest, in my opinion, if uh, old uh, Frank, old Blue Eyes, they used to call him, <laughs> was living there. And if you see it, I don't know what the fuck that street is, but the street that goes down the fucking, down the mountain, I know there's two of them, but I'm not sure which one it is. There is a, um, there's a bed frame with flowers in it. So flower bed, you get it? It Took me a second to understand what the fuck it was, but I was like, why is there a bed frame with flowers in it? And I thought, oh, flower bed, flower bed. Um, But yeah, so it's my way day. So whatever it is, do it your way. Whoever, you know, drive the drive the car after a couple pops, that's your way. Do whatever you want. And today is also, interestingly enough, National uh, Cabbage Day. Gotta love that. Um, Corned beef and cabbage. Um, the kid who smoked cabbage that my friend used to sell him weed with, or he used to sell him cabbage disguised as weed. I don't think it was even disguised. He would just bag up cabbage and sell it to this fucking guy. um but yeah, he'd smoke it and fucking get high, so that's fucking great. All right, so just took a mighty trip to uh let's get into my my day, not my way. My day—it's still pretty early, but um, got up and added it this morning. Went over to L.L. Bean up on Niagara Falls Boulevard, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Niagara Falls—L.L. <laughs> L. Bean is basically—it's a store for people who don't go outdoors but want to look like they go outdoors. People who barely can get out of bed in the morning but want to have a nice pair of boots. So that's what this joint is, I guess. Um, Lovely store. I'm all in. I'm fucking balls deep in this joint. So, um, yeah, it's a cool store. Uh, So I went there, got in the store, and obviously working in retail is fucking hell. It's horrible. Hell in a handbasket. Um, I don't know why people do it. It's not you get paid like shit, you get treated like shit. Everything's horrible, and um, yeah, customers you can never make them happy. And I'm kind of one of them in this sense. I've become, I've become, uh, I've become the man in the mirror. Um, you, I don't know. It's just a little. I don't even know if this is something to complain about. But when you go in the store, I lo- at least I. Like to be acknowledged and just greeted. Just, hello, how you doing today? That's what... I appreciate that. Call me old school, but none of that. Didn't even fucking look my way, fucking sniff my way, anything. Just let me, my dumb ass, just walk in. And then, um... Checking out, they have these nice fucking, uh... Like the slip-on boots, the fucking Chelsea boots. And... There's already a lady that's helping out some old, old guy, old fuck, and then um, there's like three other people who are just standing around with their fucking thumb up their ass, um, employees, that is, and um, I'm obviously fucking lost, and uh just didn't fucking, didn't ask. So then I had to do the thing that I hate to do. Well, one, I had to wait for her to finish uh, helping out the, old guy. And then I had to fucking be like, Hey, um, can you help me? I don't know why I don't like it. But it's just weird. Um Well it's not weird, but it's like I just hate I don't know. I guess it's they're fucking getting paid to help me, so what what the fuck am I bitching about? But either way, cute cute gal, um, help me out. Not really my type, you know, You know my type, the fucking hairy armpit, fucking sleep-deprived, cologne-pin type. This was not that. She was kind of just your classic, you know, short, cute gal. Um, But, yeah, very helpful. Don't remember what her name was. But um, what else happened? Yeah, so she was helping me out, and... Of course, it's some weird fucking company, so they use fucking Australian sizing on the shoes. So I get the box, and then it fucking has the wrong size on it, but she fucking helped me out, fucking held my hand through it, and then, um, I mean, that's how it was at Puma, too. We would use, like, European sizing, so fucking the fucking... <sighs> dumbass customers like,, oh, this is the wrong fucking size, but it's always just because it's the European sizing. So it was one of those situations. And now being on the customer side, it's fucking, I don't know, it's just weird and it's fucking hard to wrap your head around that you got to, wearing a different it says a different size, but it's actually the right size. Or it's just fucking annoying. So I guess I can see how the customers could fucking get confused. Because it is confusing. But I digress. Um, Fucking, of course, they didn't have the size that I wanted in the boot that I wanted. So then it's like, do you get the boot that you want in a different color than the color that your fucking heart was set on? Or do you do the dreaded fucking order online? And I had to fucking, well, I don't know why they didn't have my fucking, it's just the classic, when whatever you want, they don't fucking got it. That should be any retail store's uh, slogan. Because that's exactly how it was at Puma. It was a fucking shit show. Whatever the fuck you, whatever you have your heart set on, get ready to go fuck yourself because we don't got it. Fucking supply chain issue, fucking Biden's too busy fucking fixing bridges in Pittsburgh than to get me my fucking boots from Australia. But, (laughs) and then the the other thing that is brutal about being inside of a retail store, I'm sure this, this this is like a national tragedy, but it's like a losing battle on either end. When you're fucking trying on something in front of, like, a retail employee. Like, I'm trying on the boots that she got me. Super nice. She went in the back, got the fucking sizes. But it's like, then I have to try them on. So, and she's just, like, watching me. So it's it's weird. No matter who the fucking <laughs> retail employee is, what they look like, whoever the fuck. It's just weird because I'm, like, trying it on. And then, you you know, you do the little walk around. You stretch a little bit. And it's like she's just watching me, so I can't do my full fucking fledged routine of trying on the fucking boots, because she's just fucking staring at me, and it's just fucking weird. But then I could see it from her side, like she doesn't want to fucking just walk away, because I guess I wouldn't want to walk away from a customer either, and then fucking somehow make them mad that way, but yeah, it's just fucking weird. I'm sure you've done the same thing, where they fucking get you a pair of shoes, give them to you, and then they just fucking stare at you. It's fucking horrible. It is fucking horrible. Breathing down my fucking neck while I'm trying on my boots. Fucking shame on you. Um, Yeah, fucking... And then just the sizing, Australian size, it's like, what the fuck? Now I need to know fucking Morse code to fucking get a pair of boots? Come on, go fuck yourself. Um... But yeah. So then the lady who has helped me out nice enough um they could fucking order it for me online so that's what we fucking did. Um <laughs> it's just it's just the classic situation. At least we could fu- or at least they could fucking order it online for me if it was where I work or worked back in the day retail. I would have told myself, you know, go fuck yourself. We can't order it for you here. We don't have that kind of technology, even though we have fucking computers. We're not a fucking blockbuster. It's ridiculous that we couldn't do that. Literally, it's fucking so stupid. But, so she fills out this little fucking slip. And I don't know what this hipster fucking... And I'm literally, like, the... You know, proto, prototype hipster douche. That's literally me. So everything I'm complaining about, this is the stuff that I like. This is, you know, it's fucking, they got, like, metal cups everywhere and, like, rustic, like, notebooks and bullshit like that. Really cool stuff to a fucking douchebag like me. Um, so she fills out the fucking, this, like, order form with the, the item number and the color and all that shit. And then the size writes down the Australian size, which is the size on the box. So it should be right. But it's fucking weird. So then I cash out. I have to make a fucking stupid fucking account. The dude at the register doesn't know shit about the return policy or the fucking one-year satisfaction. Go fucking fuck your mother guarantee. And, um... And I was literally that guy in retail too, like having to be like, "Hey," uh, asking my fucking coworker, "What's the fucking return policy?" That's that was literally me, but he had to do it, and I saw it with my own eyes, and it's just fucking annoying. <laughs> I don't see how retail can last um, five more years at this rate, because you're you you can not Nobody's gonna pay anybody a good wage, and. Nobody gives a fuck. I w- I don't I didn't give a fuck, so why should they? When I worked retail, that is. Nobody gives a fuck. Everything's fucking should be burnt to the ground, and then we'll just order off Amazon. I'll get my boots from there. And then I'll order the fucking Australian size, and then I'll come in and the or then the boots will come in, they'll be seven sizes too small, and then I'll have a fucking stroke. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so they do have a, (laughs) they got a one-year fucking satisfaction guaranteed, any fucking, they were like, yeah, if, you know, if the boots tear and, like, it's not your fault, you can return them. It's like, yeah, no shit. If you give me a fucking shitty pair of boots and I can't return them, I'm gonna fucking burn this place down. if you sell me fucking shoes and they fall apart I better be able to come in and fucking exchange them that just goes without saying that's just like being a good fucking having good fucking business morals if you sell me something that's a fucking piece of shit you better takes it take it back take it back and fix it I can't even speak right now I'm just floored with these people <laughs> but yeah LL being a hell of a store um you're any sort of douchebag like myself, uh, go check it out. Um, Yeah, cashier didn't know shit. He didn't even fucking know the total. He didn't even tell me the fucking total of my bill, which I was probably in theory a shitty retail cashier, but I never fucking, you know, you got to tell people what the fuck they're going to pay. Either way, I'm going to fucking pay for the shitty fucking, the stupid fucking boots, but at least uh, tell me how, how much you're going to fuck me for before you fuck me. And you didn't even fucking have them. And then this is the part that just sent me off fucking running for the fucking hills. Um, so we finished, I was like, okay, everything's all done. And then he hands me back the order slip. That the fucking lady gave me. And he's like, this is your receipt. So we're not fucking printing receipts now? That's what we're fucking doing? At these fucking... Hipster fucking... Ugh. It's me, though. I'm the fucking enemy. I'm the fucking... I don't know. We're doing fucking carrier pigeon fucking receipts. Um... Yeah, I don't fucking know. But it's... Like, there's no piece of paper that has, you know, confirmed that I spent the money there. It was just kind of weird. It's like, we're not doing printed receipts anymore, really? We're not doing that anymore? I don't fucking know. It was just unsettling, unnerving. And then he kind of just stood there, the cashier, and was like, okay, you're all set. And it's just fucking weird. It's just weird. But... I don't blame him, because why would he give a fuck? He's probably getting paid fucking $6 an hour and getting fucking screamed at in the back by his fucking fat fucking bald boss who's on the edge of fucking driving off a bridge. That's how fucking all... (laughs) Oh, my God. Some of the managers I've had are fucking unreal. I don't know how I did it. Um, but yeah, that's fucking, I don't know what kind of fucking show they're running there, what kind of ship they're fucking driving, but either way, I'm excited for my boots. (laughs) Um, so yeah, and then, I don't fucking know, I don't know, that was kind of, I guess we'll probably cut it off here We'll end it here And then um, we're gonna go to the <laughs> I'll meet you in the second half Of this here podcast In a little bit Um, Yeah, so we'll do that And I will see you in the second half Of this podcast, folks righty, On the Back half of this Lovely number 114 on this lovely National uh, Cabbage Day. I hope you're celebrating it in style, no matter what ethnicity you are, but of course if you're fucking Irish out there, you know, wear it as a badge of honor, go get yourself a head of cabbage and yeah, I don't know what you can do with a head of cabbage besides eat it. Maybe show it off to some of your friends, say, look what I got here. Then open up your open up your blouse and reveal a head of cabbage. Throw 'em for a fucking throw 'em for a loop. <clears throat> <laughs> national uh national pull the wool over your eyes day. Shout out to mister uh Yerusi out there, mister Pete. Best uh Best Spanish teacher, I think he was Dago too, he had Dago energy, kind of looked like a little mouse, mouse in the house, um, yeah, he was a good dude, he used to always bleed out of different holes, out of his ears and shit, out of his ear, I remember specifically stuffed, he put a sock in it, he put, the, he put the saying into action, you know, just, hey, put a sock in it, he actually put a sock into a hole that was bleeding in his body. And I always respected him for that, for putting his sock in it, because it was beautiful. And so was this podcast, and so is um, so is today. It's a big <clears throat> Thursday, uh, almost Friday. So maybe planning some uh, malarkey with your cohorts. Maybe go drive around under the influence a little bit. Maybe go take a nap under a bridge go go fight somebody go um go fucking go ding dong ditching how about that come nobody's doing that anymore just cuz you got a full-time job doesn't mean you can't be a menace to your neighborhood who the fuck says that who says you can't go do some malarkey and that's what i challenge you to do this weekend go rob somebody at gunpoint <laughs> And that's my call to action No, don't be uh, Yeah, well, I mean, if you're a malarkey If you're a malarkey man or a malarkey woman I'm not gonna ask you to change That's not what this podcast is about This podcast is about just staying stagnant and stale And just uh, still water Still water with old With your host, your humble host Muhammad but yeah, what do we got? So, so Bengals versus Chiefs. I realized when watching this football game, this NFL syndication, that when you're watching football that isn't the Bills or whatever the fuck your team is, it's really, really hard to give any fucks at all about it. Caught myself dazing off, dozing off, looking at my phone. Looking at all the, looking at everything besides the fucking TV. And yeah, it's like, well, I watched it for probably about a quarter and I was like, this is kind of stupid. I don't really give a fuck. I'm a week out from fucking when the Bills lost, so got that looming over my head. And like I said, I said before, I'll say it again, I wanted the Bengals to win. Wanted them to win. Of course, it's a double-edged sword here. Everything's a double-sided dildo with positives and negatives. Everything in life is a double-edged cock. But either way, it's gonna fuck you. How about that? Put that on my gravestone. Life's a life's a double-sided dick. Each any way you take it, it'll fuck you. <laughs> if you can, if you can word it a little bit more masterfully and maybe type it down in the comments if you got a rewrite of it I'll take it and then we'll we'll feature you in uh in the in the in the next episode I guess life's a double-sided dick either way you take it you're getting fucked how about that I don't know let me know what you think there's probably a better way, or that's probably just some kind of saying that I'm just replacing it with dildo or cock. <clears throat> Guess I'm a fraud. I don't really own any any dildos out there. Shout out to all the dildo owners in America. Kinda interesting. Dated a girl once she had um some kind of weird like clit fucking dildo thing. It had it looked like a a big old tuba lipstick and then you took off the top and it was just some kinda of manipulation device that she would she would put down there. So hey <laughs> Whatever. If you're if you're a male and you own a pocket pussy, salute to you brethren. Or if the old lady owns just she's got a she's got a mechanical man in the bedroom, another man, a mechanical man. Let her be. Let her have her fun. <laughs> uh, if there's another man. and he's like, Okay, okay. But, yeah, watching football that isn't the Bills or anything that you're interested in relatively, it's just not that much fun. Fuck Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Joe Burrow holding it down. White boy Summer, he's basically the Chet Hanks of football, so I salute him, and he won, so there we go, it's gonna be, what's that, Bengals and Rams in the fucking uh, soup, in the bowl, and um, that'll be nice, that'll be nice, um, yeah, I don't know, you just don't give a fuck anymore after the Bills lose, everybody you just want to push them off you don't want to talk to your loved ones you don't want to speak to your kids you don't want to see the parents you just want to go and go and stare at that good wall in your room after the bill's lost so i hear your cries out there soldiers you're not in this alone there's always next year hate to hear that hate to say that but yeah so the Bengals won so And I mean, you might as well give it to them, because what the fuck's going on in Cincinnati anyways? Who gives a fuck about the whole Midwest? In reality, who gives a fuck about the whole Midwest? What is there to do out there? What do people do? Uh, I don't know anybody that's from there. Um, Maybe I've met somebody, but they were just such a bland, you know, kind of cornfield type of person that... They just kind of breezed me by. I guess it's probably an easy-going kind of life. You know, everybody's got a truck and a, a field, something to do. They're all mowing hay and bullshit like that. But yeah, if you, you want to state a claim for people in the Midwest, if you speak for the trees, if you speak for the cornfields of the Midwest and you want to argue with me and make me look like a piece of shit on my platform the stage is all yours that's what this whole that's what this whole gamut's all about that's what the that's what the whole marionette string production's all about um so yeah i don't know what is what even is ohio anyways the cleveland is that's like the shining star of ohio is cleveland and what literally what do they have besides the the cock and ball Hall of Fame, the fucking rock and, rock and' roller, and that place fucking sucks dick um it's like it's it's like two floors just hollowed out there's literally nothing it's just it's like walking by a storefront in like a mall, like three different storefronts. That's how much like surface area of interesting shit to look at. It goes by way too quick if you've been there, you'll fucking have my back and fucking stand with me in solidarity that that the uh, r&r freaking r&rf hall of fame it's just a lackluster joint and you know i like i like rock and roll i like nickelback and um yeah left me with uh this was a long time ago though this was also fucking 27 eh, 2018 maybe, 2017, good old trip down to, uh, what's that, Henrietta, Marietta, I can't remember, but either way, wherever Newberry went to um, college, it's either Henrietta or Marietta, what the fuck, is it Marietta, well now I gotta look it up, now I gotta look it up, it's right near West Virginia, Uh, Marietta College, Ohio, let's see if that comes up. Marietta. That's it, it's a private liberal arts school in Marietta, Ohio. Look at that. Yeah, it's literally right on the border of West Virginia. I was going to say, I don't think... Okay, so Henrietta's... Once again, just being the, um, you know, fringe autistic boy I am, I just love looking at a map... And I doubt, I doubt that you're the same, but yeah. Oh, okay. So it's this river, it's the Ohio River that separates um, West Virginia and Ohio. So there's some very useless knowledge that you can put in your back pocket if any of you folks and uh, folks and fellers out there like to, you know, spit out facts that nobody gives a fuck about. Works great with the ladies when you say, "Hey, you, you know what river separates Ohio and West Virginia?" Guaranteed uh, panty pantaloon drapper. But yeah, Ohio is a fucking shitty joint. Um, yeah, like I said, the only time I've ever spent in Ohio was visiting Newberry down there in Marietta. I almost forgot what it was called again. Um, yeah kind of just a college town i think there was actually a tim hortons that was across the street from his um the dorm so that was nice Yeah, we stayed in the dorms kind of slept on the floor got drunk and uh yeah and on the way home we stopped at the rock and rock and roll hall of fame and that's when the boys got disappointed um yeah but that was a fun little trip we drank with Newberry had a friend out there at school. He kind of looked like Christian Leitner, so that's what that's what his name was. Good old Christian Leitner vibes. Love a guy who's got Christian Leitner vibes, lanky lanky boy vibes. But yeah, other than that, Ohio. What can you say? Who could state a case for Ohio? What's even? I don't know. It's like what states seem to really matter that much besides Florida, New York, and. Um, California those seem to be the top three could be wrong though could be wrong you know call me a fucking uh call me a real putz down there in the comment section if you think otherwise but yeah Florida New York California what else happens anywhere else and I think Florida is just kind of hanging on there but I guess you could argue that most in New York nothing happens and so I there we go I guess I'm I'm doing a valid, you know. I'm looking at both sides here, looking at the front and the back. But yeah, it's been a good week at a uh, good week at work. I was talking to Bob the janitor as I do. He's he's looking good. He's got a tight ass, and he's always bleeding out of his face. So I think he might be on meth. But either way, if he's on meth, I still love him. You know, he's kind of like just like a sick cat that you keep feeding. He's a good guy. He said he runs. He said he runs uh, five Facebook groups, and he says uh, at least one of the groups that he's in, our accounts, or one of the groups that he's in, um, at least one group is in Facebook jail at, you know, at any given time, because he said he was posting. Bob said he was posting pictures of swastikas on Facebook and all that shit and, he, and then I guess he, they threw him in the threw him in the hen house, threw him in the threw him in the FB jail, Facebook jail. And he's not taking that too well, but you know what? I'm standing in solidarity with him and I'm going to try and bail him out of Facebook jail so he can continue to You know, post his narrative on Facebook. (laughs) I haven't been on Facebook in fucking so five, six years. I don't fucking know. Probably even longer than that. It's got to be a cesspool. Um, Shout out to any soldiers still on the book. Um, It's just probably just a lot of bad takes from elderly uh, family members, right? That's got to be what Facebook consists of. Um would imagine it's just like my dad and all of his um, hot takes and conspiracies, but just in written, written word format. So it's really, it just doesn't seem like something, I don't, I don't even like looking at Instagram or Twitter whatever the fuck anybody's got to say. Throw your fucking family in there, throwing Aunt Sally? Fucking forget about it. Um... Drink of the day, we're drinking water on this podcast, and that's what I'm not even the seltzer, just a little uh, H2O, lean, same thing. Uh, Love that fucking, what was that, probably like a 2014 banger, H2O, lean, same thing. Uh, Speaking of drinking though, this podcast coming up, folks, number one, 15, number 115, you little pigs, little hogs, little H's, uh, you guys are in for a treat. We got got Chuck Cheese from downstate serving a bid. He did a mighty return to the podcast, and um, it got real hairy real quick. About an hour and 20 minutes long And we were just shooting the shit Fighting Loving Screaming Whispering The whole fucking nine yards Praying fucking everything Yeah, about an hour and 20 minutes And number 1 to 15 We played a game You don't gotta play if you're a celibate But if you... If you like to dance with the devil, we did a drink along. And maybe that can be that can be a fun podcast game. Make it fun for the folks at home, whoever uh who like to drink along. Um Yeah, so Chucky, he was drinking um what the fuck was he drinking? He was drinking fucking rum, a Bacardi. He was drinking a bottle of Bacardi. He drank a whole bottle of Bacardi on the on the cast. So that's what that's what your ears got coming up for you on fucking Big Monday. To start off your week. And it was a barn burner of a cast. It was a hay burner of a cast. We like I said, we solved all the issues. We got all the answers. This guy has the, ant. this guy has the fucking, he's got the cure for cancer, Chuck Cheese, but he won't tell anybody. And that's the kind of guy that we're dealing with. So he's a real, he's a real vat of it, you know, a real vat of knowledge. He's got a big head, he's got a big ass. And he's just a lot of fun. So that's what happened in number 115. So really, really make sure you buckle up. Make sure you buckle up. Other than that, oh boy, what else are we getting into out there, folks? What are the kids doing nowadays? What are the kids up to? I watched... I've never got into The Grateful Dead before. Never, ever. I thought it was just stupid fucking... Uh, Just music where people wear tie-dye and go get fucked up and shoot heroin in a parking lot. And uh, I watched this documentary, and it uh, turns out I was right. Grateful Dead. Um, It's on Netflix. I don't know what the fuck it's called. It's called something stupid like The Last Trip or The Long Trip. But it goes, Uh, it's on Netflix. Like I said, it's actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. I take back everything negative that I said. It um it follows kind of follows Bob Weir, who I've heard that name a bunch, but he was the uh, rhythm guitarist for the the GD, the Grateful Dead, and um yeah, it kind of just follows him around. I'm pretty sure he's the last living member of the Grateful Dead, maybe or maybe I heard his name because he fucking died recently. Is he still alive? Let's see, Bob Weir. I'll be fucking heartbroken. Let's see here. Well, it's saying is So I guess he's still alive. Um Yeah, Bob Weir, he's kind of like a he's honestly not really that likable. I think he's kind of a douchebag, but he's old, so who gives a fuck? But yeah, he was the rhythm guitarist, so he's kind of just the last member so I guess people kinda have to give a shit about him, but I'm sure nobody gave a fuck when he when uh, Jerry Garcia was alive, cause Jerry Garcia was kind of the the prize pony of the Grateful Dead. And um Yeah, they're really cool. Um I like the little bears that the little bear shirts, the the kooky little designs. That's fun. I could see myself wearing a Grateful Dead shirt. Everybody has those stickers with the skull and the shirts. Everybody wears them. Um, but yeah, I mean the music. Um, you know, it's like it's like mid. You know, it's kind of it's not gonna. There's probably one or two songs that you could fucking get in. You know, bop your head to when you're fucking shooting up. But other than that, it's just some average music. Um, I don't know if you like kind of jam bandy. Just to like long prolonged periods are just like noodling kind of guitar solos and shit like that. Like, it's all right. I think the history is probably just even more interesting than the music. Um, but yeah, really crazy cult following that the uh, Grateful Dead had. That they would get people that would just bootleg all the shows and just like record them with just like portable recorders and they'd put mics like 15 feet in the air on like a stick and then they'd record it. Which is fucking crazy. I don't know. Like, that's why it's probably the most bootlegged band there is. And then, if you go to The Grateful Dead and you look up any given song, there'll be like literally probably like 40 different versions of the same song just because there's so many different live recordings and shit like that. Um, if there's one song I had to, um, Recommend to you for the Grateful Dead That I've been Listening to A lot It's called Let's see uh, Mississippi Half Step Uptown Toodaloo Uh, Not huge on the title But yeah Mississippi Half Step Uptown Toodaloo By the Grateful Dead That's a good song I like uh, Jerry's vocal on there It's a cool It's a cool little song and I like the chord progression as well. But yeah, Jerry Garcia hell of a guy. He's kinda you've seen him, he's a chubby, you know, crazy, wacky looking hair everywhere guy. And um Yeah, he was a cool dude. He he died kinda young. Well, not young, young. He's like fifty something. And he had he had the beats, diabetes, he was eating like shit. And people kinda treated him like he was fucking Jesus. Kinda looked like Jesus. And um yeah, he was, uh, I guess he was an avid uh, cocaine guy and a big old heroin guy, even up to his last days being a uh, just old, like 53. And I feel like the quintessential heroin user is not what Jerry Garcia looks like. Jerry Garcia is quite, quite chubby and quite merry-looking, just a happy-looking guy. And, yeah, I guess he just had a taste for the taste for the H. Oh, God bless him, you know, what are you going to do? And then he fucking died from, I don't, I, I don't, he definitely didn't, I don't think he died of an overdose, but he just had some kind of heart attack. Well, I guess we could figure out, can't we? Let's see, Jerry Garcia, death. He died of, let's see... Come on, come on. Garcia died in his room at the rehab, at a rehabilitation clinic. Ain't that a son of a bitch. In uh, 1995, the cause of his death was a heart attack. Garcia had long struggled with drug addiction, weight problems, sleep apnea, heavy smoking, and diabetes. All of which contributed to his physical decline. Amen to that, brother. Uh... Uh, let's see, I was struck numb, yeah, I don't know, Jerry Garcia, though, cool guy, like I said, interesting history, they were all doing acid and shit when they kind of cultivated, uh, started up the Grateful Dead, but, kind of a cringy, well, I don't know if it's cringy, but it's just kind of like a cult or something, all their fans, which is cool, I guess, uh, most of them, seems like their fans, they could be, uh, trailer park dwellers. But hey, whatever if you want to listen to somebody do a guitar solo for 10 hours and whatever. Amen. And wrapping up here, um after the Grateful Dead, um my day at work was pretty good in and out. Hope you're having a on your way to a good one or uh, on your way home from a good one or in the middle of a good one. Either way, but yeah, I've I've got a legend coming into the property here, to the hotel. Um, I recognize this last name. I won't say it because it's just silly, but I saw this guy's name. I was like, that name seems very, very familiar. Where do I know that name? And then there's like a directory where I can look up all the people or just look up You know last name first name And then just type in a date So I went way back a couple years And this gentleman had stayed with us Right when I had first started my job About a year ago At this here uh, property And he was kind of the first Guest that introduced me To that fucking Niagara Falls local Life Especially in the off season here At all the hotels You'll find a lot of a lot of stray dogs, a lot of a lot of a lot of troubled troubled children out there. And this guy, kind of the first one that really just knocked my socks off. This guy was in his room with his kids and his kind of a strange girlfriend wife thing, and they were screaming at each other whole nine. And then fucking when they left, they left a bunch of needles and fucking paraphernalia behind. I was like, Jesus fucking christ on a stick and that was the first I guess that kind of clued me into oh i guess in the off season these are the kind of folks that i'm gonna run into and um yeah it kind of just uh was par for the course from there all the off season it's brutal it's horrible. Uh, kind of nearing, eh, well, not really, not really, kind of in the, kind of in the weeds here, kind of in the thick of it, but what the fuck are you gonna do, um, I don't know, and then the fucking dude that I was just telling you about the one time he saw me eating my lunch in the fucking parking lot, and I was like, fuck, now he knows what I drive, I'm fucked, but nothing ended up happening, and. I don't know, but he's back, so uh, if you hear a story about somebody, it's some crazy shit, it's probably this guy, so, yeah, I'll put a cork in this fucking pod, but like I said, you're up, you're in for a treat, number one, uh, 115, the next episode on Monday, it's, it's, uh, it's a barn burner, it'll tickle your tummy, rattle your, uh, rattle your bones, but, yeah, this has been Garden Pails number 114 for Thursday, February 17th, 2022. And um, signing off here, all right? Have a great day, folks.